0: Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the Gospel of the Day. I am James Thomas. Today is Saturday, September the 23rd, 2023. Today is the Feast of Padre Pio. It's also the 24th Saturday in Ordinary Time. I'll tell you, the weeks and months are flying by, and uh, we have a cold day today with uh, remnants of a hurricane coming through. And uh, I love the fall, almost three months till Christmas. Anyway, today's gospel reading is from the gospel according to St. Luke. When a large crowd gathered with people from one town after another journeying to Jesus, he spoke in a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path and was trampled, and the birds of the sky ate it up. Some seed fell on rocky ground, and when it grew, it withered for a lack of moisture. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew with it and choked it. And some seed fell on good soil, and when it grew, it produced fruit a hundredfold. After saying this, he called out, whoever has ears ought to hear. Then his disciples asked him what the meaning of this parable might be. He answered, knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of God has been granted to you. But to the rest, they are made known through parables so that they may look, but not see and hear, but not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those on the path are the ones who have heard, but the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts that they may not believe and be saved. Those on rocky ground are the ones who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, but they have no root. They believe only for a time and fall away in temptation. As for the seed that fell among thorns, they are the ones who have heard, but as they go along they are choked by the anxieties and riches and pleasures of life. And they fail to produce mature fruit. But as for the seed that fell on rich soil, they are the ones who, when they have heard the word, embrace it with a generous and good heart and bear fruit through perseverance. I sometimes will get criticized for emphasizing too much miracles and specifically deliverance from evil spirits. And yet, isn't that the gospel? We're supposed to be preaching the gospel, preaching the good news. Jesus didn't simply come to win intellectual arguments about the law, (laughs) right? Because the law was in the Old Testament. It's already established. We already know all the rules. It's true in Christianity, we get a little bit of a sharpening. For example, Jesus wants us to go deeper than the law. It's not enough to not commit adultery. He doesn't even want us to look at another with lust. It's not enough not to kill your neighbor or hurt your neighbor. Jesus doesn't even want us to have ill thoughts towards our neighbor. He wants us to get rid of all maliciousness within ourselves and pride and vengeance He doesn't want us not just not to steal. He wants us to get rid of all greed and all envy. The list goes on and on. So, yes, we have intellectual things to talk about. We have moral things to talk about. But Jesus came to fulfill the law. What that means is we've all messed up in our following of the law, and we don't have to worry anymore because he has come to forgive us. He has come to save us. He has come to heal us. So it is normative to talk about healing. It's normative to talk about the devil being conquered. And so our saint for the day is Padre Pio. Just to touch on the gospel a little bit today, of course, I want to talk about our saint. But, you know, the the seed is the preaching of the good news. Some people receive it well, some people don't, some people receive it for a time and then reject it later, but we are all called to sow the seeds. And you know, it's not just good advice, it's the reality of our gospel message. Instead of going around condemning and criticizing everybody in the name of Christianity, how about we go around and talk about God's miracles, the miracles of healing and deliverance, but also The miracles of forgiveness and mercy, the miracles of reconciliation between people that maybe we never thought could happen, the miracles of people turning away from addictions, the miracles of people growing, growing in so many ways, but growing in love, joy and peace, the fruits of the spirit and being less caught up, less and less caught up in misery in anxieties, and depression. There are endless miracles. So our saint for the day was a man of miracles. And I love Padre Pio. I have so many miracles to tell you from my own life. Never mind the books. There's I have like five books on them, and they're filled with miracle stories. There's a couple movies out there. I never saw the Shia LaBeouf movie because I heard it had sex scenes in it or whatever, and that's crazy. Why make a movie about a saint and then put that garbage in there Nobody's going to watch it. We have two movies put out by Ignatius Press on Padre Pio that are outstanding. Uh, so I recommend, watch them. Watch, watch those ones. They're so good, and there's so much in there. This man and he, we, we have an expression, because we have a shrine to Padre Pio not far from where I live, and they keep a notebook of the miracles that have happened in conjunction with that shrine, and I'm not lying to you, there's like 350 miracles in that notebook. This is in the past 20, 30 years. And so what we say is that you are now a child, a spiritual child of Padre Pio. He is our father. He is our spiritual father. Of course, God, the father is the father. But we, you know, God gives us a lot of people (laughs) to love us and to intervene and to reflect his love. So Padre Pio is one of those many people. He's not just a man from the past, the recent past, mind you, performing miracles, but He's a man uh, who intervenes in our lives. He loves me. He loves you. He wants to be our spiritual father, and he wants to intervene for us again and again and again. So what do we see? I don't know. So many stories. I mean, one of those 350, I I forget the exact number, but it's about that, uh, was my aunt. She broke her leg. She was told she was never going to walk again. My mother said, oh, no, we're not doing that. (laughs) She, She had great faith. And she got a relic of Padre Pio and she touched it to my aunt's leg. And the next day she was walking perfectly fine. So they went to the shrine that night and they have a meeting every Wednesday night at the shrine and they told everybody about it. Um, you know, the miracles in his life are endless. We're talking by location. We're talking by location where he's appearing to fighter pilots in the sky. We're talking curing people of all kinds of illnesses, including cancer. Uh, people during his life that he bilocated and appeared to in other parts of the world, people, of course, after his death that he has appeared to. I heard a story one time when I was at the shrine of a man that uh, was dying. He was in the hospital. He was dying, and there was an empty bed next to him in the hospital, and he and his wife were there, and they noticed one one day a, a man had come in, and he was in a Franciscan habit, and he was lying in the bed next to them, And he started to talk to them and said, oh, what's wrong? And the man said, oh, I'm dying. And I forget what he was dying from. And the man in the habit said, well, why don't you pray to Padre Pio? I heard he's really good. You know, he could maybe intercede for you and uh, heal you. So they did. And he was miraculously healed. They never saw that man again that was lying in the bed next to him. But a few days later, somebody gave him a holy card of Padre Pio And they said, oh, that was the man lying in the bed next to us. And the man was miraculously healed. It's just one story out of so many. There is a priest I know that loves to tell the story of how one night on the feast day of Padre Pio, he went to the shrine with some friends and was giving a talk. The lady running the shrine would always ask him to get up and give a talk. And as he was giving his talk, Uh, The woman running the shrine interrupted him and said, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to tell you something. And he said, "Okay, what Padre Pio loves zucchini. And he's, oh, man, where's this going? And that's why we built this shrine on a zucchini farm. And she said, we have two big crates here of zucchini. We're going to ask father to bless the zucchini before the night's done. So, okay, so father continued his talk. Afterward, he heard some confessions after that uh, the crowds were dwindling. Very few people were left. And one of the women in the crowd came up and said, you didn't bless the zucchini. And he said, well, I I just let, let's just go. I mean, the night's almost over. No, no, no. I want my blessed zucchini. You have to bless the zucchini. So uh, she said, I'm going to, I'm going to tell the lady in charge. So she told her, oh my goodness, father forgot to bless the zucchini. Let's do it now. There were only maybe 10 or 20 people left. They came together. They blessed the zucchini. The priest blessed the zucchini. And she said, well, Father, I'm going to give out this one crate, you know, but since you forgot to bless it, I'm going to just give you this whole second crate. Take it home and give it to your parish. So he had come with a group of people in a van. So he took the large crate of zucchini that he was given and he put it in the trunk of the van. But there was all this other food because it was the feast day. So then the woman in charge started to load him up. She said, here, take some pizzas. (laughs) And she loaded him up with pizzas and cake. And she put a couple more zucchini on the top of the pile. And all he could do was get into the van and sit there in in the shotgun front seat and hold all this food. When he got back, the lady that had complained came into the rectory with him and said, here, let me help you with all this stuff. And so they unloaded the pizzas and the cake and the one or two zucchini that were on the counter and put them all away. Came out. The van was gone. The woman had driven home and she had taken the crate of zucchini with her. We really don't know what happened to that crate, uh, hoping that the people that went home in that van got to divide it up and eat it and enjoy it. But the next morning after mass, a group of people went to the diner and this priest is sitting there along with the woman that had originally complained about not getting any zucchini for Padre Pio's feast day. And she says to him at the diner table, I'm mad at you. (laughs) And he said, why? And she said, because I didn't get any zucchini and I love zucchini and I love Padre Pio. And he said, oh, will you just quit it with the zucchini? And she said, no, I want you to say a prayer right now to Padre Pio that I get some zucchini for his feast day. Even though the feast day was over. And he said, do I really have to? She said, yes, please say the prayer right now. So the priest says, okay, Padre Pio, please send this woman some zucchini. So they finish their breakfast, the crowd gets up, they pay the bill, they go out the door. The priest is parked on the right, but he goes out to the left to just be a gentleman and hold the door for the people leaving, and this woman is standing right there next to him when a red pickup truck comes speeding into the parking lot and speeds right into the spot right in front of them, in front of the diner. He gets out of his door, and he yells to this woman, Hey lady, you want some zucchini? And she looks at the priest and smiles, and he's just dumbfounded. And she says, "Yes, please." And he says, "Yeah, look at the back of my pickup there. I, I the pickup is filled with zucchini." He says, "Yeah, I can't eat all that. I picked all that this morning. It's the time of year, you know. He go go take whatever you want. All right." And then he brushed past the priest and went into the diner. The priest looked at this woman and said, "Is that your cousin? Do you know this person?" She said, "No, I've never met him before in my life." But he came speeding in with his zucchini and pointed her out, and she got all the zucchini she could want. Once again, a miracle of Padre Pio. See, this is how Jesus is, and this is how his saints are. They love us. (laughs) Even when it's about zucchini, even when we're complaining about things that we don't think maybe are very important, God and his saints love us, and they want us to have the things that we need and even the things that we want. If they're, uh, you know, if they're good, they're good for us. They're not sinful, etc. So Padre Pio, the the stories are endless, endless, endless stories of him reading souls. It's why so many people lined up to to go to him for confession. Padre Pio saying the Mass. He, Because of all his miracles and the stigmata, the wounds of Christ that he received, he wasn't allowed to say Mass. The Vatican was investigating him, so he would say Mass by himself in the basement of the friary. I was able to visit there one time myself, uh, of course, after his death. It was actually the same year that he was canonized. I was able to visit San Giovanni Rotundo in southern Italy. But anyway, he would say mass and it would take him three hours to say a daily mass because he said it so devoutly, so prayerfully. He was so deeply in love with Jesus and nothing could get in the way of his reverence for Jesus and his love for him, his bonding with him. And so there's so many lessons that this man teaches us, even if he didn't write any books. Although there is a book about guardian angels, which I, I don't know if he wrote that or if it was just written maybe by someone else about what he had said. He had a very close relationship with his guardian angel who would sometimes appear to him. The devil would appear to him and attack him. His guardian angel would appear and protect him. And then they would have talks about it. Sometimes they would argue about it. The blessed mother and our Lord would sometimes appear to him and he loved them very tenderly, very deeply. And you can find books about Padre Pio, just listing all his various sayings that he would often say, even when he wasn't allowed to say mass and preach, he would still You know, he was still available. He could still hear confessions. He would still talk to people. And he said so many wise things, things that will build us up, things that will give us strength and hope. And anyway, he suffered a very long time and he realized that his suffering went hand in hand with his miracles. So the Lord was giving him a share in his passion and it was manifested in various ways through the stigmata, through sicknesses through, uh, the devil appearing and attacking him, but the Lord through his priesthood was curing people and healing people and forgiving many, many sins. So, uh, you know, it helps us to understand a little bit better the meaning of our sufferings. It's not that we have to go seeking them out. God will send them. God will permit them rather if it is his will, uh, for our good and, uh, Yeah, you know, for us, we need to be those little children, the children of Padre Pio, the children of Our Lady, the children of St. Joseph, the children of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Realizing we are children, so we need to be spoiled, just like children are. We need to be given grace. We need to be given love. We need to learn about our faith. We need to pray and receive God's love when we pray, receive his peace, his love, and his joy. Padre Pio wants us to have every good thing so that we fall more and more deeply in love with Jesus. So let's continue to trust, continue to turn to great saints like Padre Pio for all of our needs and continue to tell the stories to our brothers and sisters of all the good things we've been given. Hope everybody has a great day. God bless you.